It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. All right, we are at MJ Unpacked in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay with Dr. David Kunick of UCS Advisors. Thanks for being with us at The Talking Hedge. Ah, thanks for having me, Josh. Appreciate Excited it. to be here today and, you know, great venue here. Yeah, yeah. What are you hoping to get out of it? I'm hoping to get out of it a couple things. One, um, talking to some CEOs and board members, uh, some of the larger MSOs and larger cannabis companies. Uh, secondly, I'm actually meeting a few of our clients, UCS Advisor clients here, who are looking for other opportunities for them to invest in. And the third thing we're going to get out of it is just quality one-to-one meetings where already walking into the show floor and how they have everything set up. It's a very uh, welcoming and warming atmosphere to really sit down and you know get business done. Mm-hmm. This isn't your first rodeo. I think you were one of the first 500 pubcos. I think you've started 13 companies. You've sold seven of them. Correct. Wow, am spot I, on. Am you, I like, on that? you were literally spot on, Josh. All right. We spent way too much time together. Probably. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So, how is this show post-pandemic different? How is the vibe? How are the deal flows different now? Valuations. I'm imagining there's no pre-money uh, deals you're looking at. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, no, How- we, we we do look at we do look at, at pre-money. Okay. okay, or pre-revenue, I should say. But the biggest thing is this: is that management, management, management. If you don't have a solid management team, people aren't looking at you. Plain and simple. And that's, are you looking at them more closely now, post-pandemic, than pre, or has that always been part of your strategy? That's always been part of the strategy, okay. but it's even more important now. And what we're really seeing post-pandemic is one really looking at a better exit strategy for the investors um, that has more of a concrete plan. And we all know nothing's really absolutely concrete when it comes to an exit strategy, but at least knowing you have maybe several different ways to exit and really make sure the investor gets their money back. Um, and really post-pandemic, we're seeing a lot more of ancillary products and ancillary services. And that's something that kind of gets us intrigued where we can get in on the ground level and kind of go from there. And, and the last thing that we're seeing is the next set of MSOs. You know, we have the Curalies, we have the Trulies, we, we have the Green Thumbs, but now you're seeing these other companies that have maybe two or three locations in one state, and now they're slowly starting to go in the next state. So I think, in my opinion, in the next two to three years, we're going to see a whole other class of MSOs come out of this. With the, we'll, we'll call it MSO version one, with the, uh, uh, the dumpster fire being uh, MedMen. Yep. Um, what did we learn from that? I, I, I'm looking at real estate being really, really high or our purchasing power being really, really low with quantitative easing is kind of destroying our purchasing power. There's some risk involved with, with MSOs right now, potentially buying commercial real estate at all-time highs. Is there uh, concerns with the way that MSOs in the past have done business that are maybe reevaluating how you do business moving forward? Very loaded question. Yeah. Great question. And I think I'm going to take a step back and say one, valuations, what we're seeing for deal flow, deals that actually have a, a proper valuation mm. are getting investors to look at it. The second part is that, especially for the larger MSOs with amendments, is that, okay, you're, depending on how much product you actually grow, well, what are the state rules and guidelines on how much a patient or, or a customer can actually consume and buy in a month? Mm-hmm. And that's something where I think we've really learned from previous MSOs of saying, okay, you're, you have this huge canopy, 
But if you look at the rules and regulations and what someone can buy in that state, you're sitting on maybe an extra 30 or 40% of product you won't be able to move at all. And I think that's what people really learn, as well as, I hate to say it, like out here in Las Vegas, when I had a, a facility out here, is you know how much water are you consuming and how much power are you drawing off the grid. And I think we've really learned from that in, in previous MSOs where they think about those small little tidbits, which really affected their bottom line. Speaking of bottom line, you're in Jersey, right? Correct. So you were just at an event, I think, in New York and New Jersey recently? Yes, last week, yes. Okay. <laughs> and there's a lot of, of deals that you're seeing. How, how do those compare in emerging markets versus the deal flow you're seeing in a state like Nevada or where I'm from in Washington? You're probably not seeing any. Uh, but what are the differences in the deal flows and the structures, terms and conditions from uh, emerging markets to existing or, uh, you know, not a legacy market, but the, the existing marketplace? So for deal flow, I think it's more of uh, the attitude that the, the people have. So in the emerging markets like New York and New Jersey, people think that they're going to get the license right away. They think they're going to be able to, to pass and have the application pass, but they don't have the real estate yet. They don't have the funds yet. They don't have the management team yet. So it's a little bit of a pipe dream versus states like Nevada, even Michigan, uh, I'll even say Oklahoma, where companies are doing well are now looking at New York, New Jersey. They already have that full-time employee scouting and meeting with the lobbyists, with the town mayors, with finding uh, facilities that are zoned properly. Um, the other thing is too is that in the emerging markets, people just, in my opinion, aren't doing enough due diligence on markets that are already established. And not realizing, okay, great. If you look at any state that goes legal, within five years, you just see some more licenses given out. You just see a little bit of a cash crunch. You see other opportunities. And everyone's, like in New York, New Jersey, is trying to race to the, to the finish line where it's like, wait, hold on. If you don't get it this round, it's okay. More than likely there's going to be another round. But just have all your ducks in a row. Uh, know what you're doing ahead of time and just be prepared. And you know, if we go back and we look at cannabis in general, 63% of business owners are first-time business owners in this industry. That's a scary number. Yes. And you see that a lot in the emerging markets where you've never owned a business. You've never managed money. You've never hired employees. So why is someone going to give you maybe five or ten million dollars if you don't have any of that experience? You know, it's kind of like giving your 17-year-old kid, uh, you know, enough enough money to go to college for five years and say, hey, here it is, an all-in-one check. I hope you go to college and I hope you uh, get a degree and get a job. And I just trust you. You wouldn't do it. You know, you sit here and, and you teach them and you guide them, and that's something where the emerging markets people just aren't fully realizing. So what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to see some consolidation? You can't necessarily have 400 tomato farmers in one spot. So how does that how does that roll out? Is it going to be internal consolidation or is it going to be just capitulation where they just give up and walk away? How is it going to play out? Because you just can't have that many producer, processor, retailers uh, all, all in the same, you know, duplicated states. I like um, to use like the state of Maine, for example. That still has a caregiver program. Uh, States that are emerging within five years are going to have that those those craft cannabis growers and that that craft dispensary, and they're going to sit there and they're going to make okay money, and you know what? They're going to have enough money to live on and make some money. The people that want to be like the WalMarts of cannabis are going to come in. They're going to acquire some other companies and they're going to do what they're already doing already. So 
uh, I believe uh, the other day, I forget which uh, Canvas podcast it was, they are talking about they're going to see a lot of mergers and acquisitions in 2022. I don't really necessarily agree with that. I think we're going to see it more towards 2023, where we're going to let, uh, kind of like in any other industry, let the other people make their mistakes. They're going to get super tight on capital, and these larger companies are going to come in and say, we're here to save the day for you. And those are the M&As I think we're really going to see. Um, and the, if the audience and the end consumer wants that craft joint, wants that craft like ounce that's going to go for five or six hundred dollars for an ounce, okay, they're going to get that. Um, if they just want something, hey, I just want a casual joint. I don't really care. Like, like uh, I just want uh, like like Boone's wine, for lack of a horrible example. I just want like Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. They're going to have that. So. All right. So for uh, interested investors or um, people that are looking for advice, uh, where can they find you at? Either social media or uh, USC, uh, UCS Advisors, where are you at? Uh, so the best way to get a hold of me is LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, we actually have a lot of people reach out to us on LinkedIn, uh, the personal profile, or you just go to our website, ucsadvisor.com. Okay. And we'll put uh, Dr. David Kunick's uh, LinkedIn information in the show notes in the description, so check that out. So with that, I think we're going to roll this one up. I want to thank my guest, Dr. David Kunick, uh, founder and CEO of UCS Advisors. Yes. Use, Use cannabis, cannabis safely. safely. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to roll this up. Uh, I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.